So we are up to Dab Chav Dalit, page 24 in Mesechah's Rosh Hashanah. We're on the very top line. And we have a few fascinating Mishnayis on today's Daf, all concerning the topic of accepting Kiddush HaChaydash. There's a third, there's two Mishnayis in Amad Aleph. There's a third Mishnah on the bottom line of Amad Beis, and that's where we're going to hold it. Bez Hashem, Siyat Let's get going. Top line of Chavdalit Amar Aleph, Some of the questions that we asked was, we asked the witnesses was how high was the moon in the sky and the direction where which it was Naita, it was pointing towards. Now, previously we learned, and I believe Rabbi Ravinsky touched on this yesterday about what time of year, when you read the Mishnah Klar, it seems year-round. Okay, It seems that it applies year-round. The Mishnah, the Gemara now, however, is going to qualify the statement, which is that the moon was necessarily towards the southern side as it followed the sun from east to west. So here we go. Tani Chada, one Brisa taught, let's find the Dvar of Kayamim, One Brisa says that if the moon is a little bit angled to, to the northern side, then if that's the response, we got a kosher uh, edus, and if they say it was towards the southern side, we have a puzzle edus. Another Bryson tells us exactly the opposite. It's only when it's pointing towards the, only when it was towards the northern side, um, is it a problem? And to the southern side, it's it's valid. The Gemara explains like Depends if it was towards the winter, or towards the summer. And Rashi describes at length. Um, how exactly the angles of the sun went as during the summer months when the days get shorter, even though the days are longer, but as they're getting shorter, um, so then it's going to be, then it's going to be angled towards the north and vice versa. Listen to this. We asked them how high in the sky. One aide says it was, it was two mardois. Now what's a mardois? Mardois was like a staff that they used when they dealt with animals. I'll call it for our terms, a 12 inch ruler. Okay, now it's not true. The reason I'm calling it a 12 inch ruler is because when you ask in our society, people to measure things, they'll take out a ruler. That's like the common thing that people have. These um, mardois, was, it was a measuring stick. Okay, it was a classic measuring stick that people use. So if one guy says, it was two mardois high in the sky. One says it was three mardois, like three rulers up when looking sideways, right? That's close enough. Yeah, people get their angles wrong. Right? So what is it? You talk about a 90 degree angle, but once you start going 40 degrees, 60 degrees, you know what I mean? Like, fine. Um, however, let's say they're two measuring sticks off of each other, then he do some betela, we do not accept them, but there's a fascinating chiddush when it comes to the testimony of Reish Chaydash, which is, unlike other times where a group comes together, you got to witness it together, when it comes to Kiddush HaChaydash, the sanctifying the month, you could have Yankel, who saw it in one place, and Beryl, who saw it completely in a completely different place, and they're both coming and showing up to the Bezdin in Yerushalayim, we're going, to, we're going to accept their edos as if they are one group. So again, you have one guy saying it's three measuring staff. That's what I saw. Another one says it was five. We're like, okay, you guys can't be a group. Let's see. We don't know who's right either. 
So we call in the third witness, and we say, what would you see? The third witness says, I saw three measuring sticks. We say, okay, you go back, you go to guy number one, and you guys become the group that can come and give testimony. Okay? Turn around, Bonan. The rabbis learn, so should we renew b'mayim? What if they say, we didn't see the moon renew itself, the light on the moon, you know, the angle. We didn't see it directly, but we saw its reflection in the water. Renew b'ashoshes. Or we saw it as a reflection um, in a uh, in a um, a lamp. Or we saw a reflection in the clouds. Right? The clouds also reflect. That's not testimony. What if they say we saw some of it? Meaning we saw so, a part of the moon we were able to see by itself. Another part was we didn't see it. We're like, oh, we want to see the whole crescent that it restarted. Oh, we couldn't. So we, we saw half. We saw in the reflection. Also, also Says the Gemara. One second. When they see the entire thing, uh, you say they can't testify. Of course not. Then Even if they saw everything. Um, in other words, we're, we're, we're saying the bigger Chiddush afterwards. We're just switching the order in order for the, the statement to ultimately be a Chiddush at the time that we said it. The rabbis, that's why the rabbis renew. What if they say we saw it, but then like it was gone? We saw it for like a moment, and then it was gone. You say, nah, we can't take that. We don't know for sure. If you only saw for a moment, we don't know for sure that it happened. Says the Gemara, one second. Yeah, so I don't know what you mean. Like, you have to constantly see the moon? Yeah, like, what's, uh, what's the time frame over here? That you need to be able to see it. Amar Abai, Abai says, This is what the Brisa means. What if they say, we saw the moon renew itself on our own? What does that mean? You ever pass by something? You see it without trying to see it, and then you go back for a second look and it's gone. Right? You're double taking. Yeah. I saw it. One second. Is it? Oh, I can't see it anymore. It's gone. Right? So then, says the Gemara, that's, you can't testify. That's what we mean. You can't testify. If, because then, maybe it was just an imagination, it was an illusion, whatever, it was a reflection. Then we went back to try to see it appropriately. We couldn't see it anymore. It could be you just saw a reflection of it in the cloud somewhere. But you didn't see the moon. And therefore, we cannot rely on you as an aid. You cannot be, you cannot be a witness the same way somebody who merely... See, testifies that they saw a reflection can't be a witness. We're going to assume that you saw a reflection if you went back for your second look and it wasn't there. Period. End of that Gemara. Okay, that's the end of, the, of, of yesterday's um, Mishnah and the Gemara's conversation. Now we get on to a brand new Mishnah. Okay? What did Bezdin do to sanctify the mind? Right now we said there were witnesses. And we discussed the cross-examination of the witnesses, the questions that we asked them. Says the Mishnah now, once we accepted the witnesses, what was the next step? 
Now it's time to make it Rosh Chodesh. Okay? How was Rosh Chodesh created? Rosh Bezdin Aymer Mekodesh. We're going to see why. The most Choshev, Dayan, the Rosh, the head of the Bezdin, is the one who says, Mekodesh, the day is now sanctified. And everybody who was standing around responds to him, Mekodesh, Mekodesh. Okay, so he says Mekodesh once, and people then respond Mekodesh twice. Okay. Now listen to this. This process was done according to the Tanakhama, whether the Rosh was done Bismanai, meaning it was established as a 29-day month, and the 30th day is Rosh Chodesh of the next month, or whether the 30th day is the last day of the month, and the next day is the first day of the month. Now, keep in mind, why would I think otherwise? Because we're going to find an opinion now in the Mishnah, Rabbi Lazar of Tzaddik is going to argue and say, no, let's read him, let's read Rabbi Lazar of Tzaddik inside, Rabbi Lazar of Tzaddik, Aymar, bismana. if we're going to sanctify Rosh Chodesh after a 30-day month, it's going to be day 31, you don't need to go through the whole process. The righteous person does not have to get up there and say, Mekodesh, Mekodesh, Mekodesh. You know why? Because what else is it? You know there's no such thing as a 31-day Jewish month. Ain't happening. Right? So therefore says, the whole process of having to make a declaration to establish a day as Kaidesh is only when it's necessary to say something. Sometimes you just know it. Like the story we brought down with the Ravudaman, we introduced Rebbechanan Wasserman. Right? He said, Rebbechanan's a Shabbos, Tamar Chacham. Shabbos is automatic. You don't need to say, he said, some people, you don't need to say it's Bidacham. Other people, they would only say Bidacham because Kali Yisrael says so. Right? But Rebbechanan's a Shabbos, yeah, it's automatic. So, if you didn't declare it on day 30, as, as Rosh Chodesh, that today is the next month, so it's automatic that the next day you don't need to go through this process. Let's go into the sources now. Zok Gemara Rosh Bezdin Vechulu. We said the head of the Bezdin has to be the one who declares Mekodesh. Menahanimili. What is your source? Menahanimili. Where do we know that the Rosh Bezdin is the one to establish Rosh Chodesh? Amar Rebbe Bar Gamda, Amar Rebbe Ben Shol, Amar Rebbe, Amar Kra. Listen to this. Shtein Pasuk by Daber Moshe Shmaya Hashem. Maisha spoke about when the meeting times for HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. Okay. Maisha spoke about when the meeting times for HaKadosh Baruch Hu is. Who was Maisha? Mikansha Reish Bezdin, member of Mekudosh. He's the Av Bezdin. Why is Maisha Rabbeinu being the one who's, who's uh, being Mekadosh? You see, that is the leader who's supposed to do it. Okay. After the leader says Mekudosh, what do we do? Zogd the Gemara. I'm sorry, the Mishnah had said, Everybody responds, Mekudosh twice. Menolan, what's your source that they say Mekudosh twice? Omar, Rab, Papa. Papa says, Omar, Kru, Asher, Tikru, Aysam, that they declare as Reish Chaydash, Kari, Bey, the word Aysam could be spelled Aleph, Vav, Tuf, Mem, but instead it's spelled Aleph, Tuf, Mem. So Kari, Bey, it's the Kree, is read Aysam, but the Ksiv, the way it's written is Atem, which means you, plural. So that means that m- more than one person is also supposed to respond Mekudosh. Now, wh- what do we still have unanswered? Why they need to say it twice? 
Okay? So Rav Nachman Yitzhak Omar, Eileheim Mayadai, these are my Mayadim, Heim Yomru Mayadai, Heim, they, these people, they're the ones who say when the Yom Tov is, and when does Yom Tov come around, depending on when Rosh Chodesh is established. And the Kudush, Mekudush, Trey Zimni Lamali, let's ask this question now. Very nice that we have a whole Hebra saying Mekudush, but what's your source to say it Mekudush, Mekudush, that they need to say it twice? Says the Gemara, Dechsev, Mikra'ei Kaidesh, callings out of Kedusha, which is plural. So the Rice Bezin says it once. Why? Because it doesn't say that he needs to do Mikra'ei Kaidesh. It's only by the Atem, by the plural people, they're the ones who need to recite it twice. Beautiful. All right. Says the next part of the Mishnah. Rav Lazarus says, you don't always need to establish Mekudosh, Mekudosh. You don't need to do that. Rather, if it's a full month, then ain't Mekadosh, it happens automatically. As we read through this Gemara, Rabiel, let's see if we could be Medayik and find an answer to your question. Here we go. Tanya, we learned in a Brisa. Plimu Oimer. Plimu says, Bismanoi ain't Mekadosh, Listen to this. He says, if it's Bismanoi, if you have a standard 29-day month, which means the 30th day is going to be the first day of the next month, then ain't Mikad Shinaisai. Okay? Shaloi Bismanoi, but if it is going to be the 31st day, which is Rosh Chodesh of the next month, then Mikad Shinaisai. Okay, you hear this? So, according to Plimu's take over here, he says that the reason why we're saying Mekudosh is to establish significance to something that Bezdin is trying to create. Meaning, if Rosh Chodesh is going to be day 31, is Bezdin itself creating anything? No. The Shemayim created day 31 is the next month. That was automatic. But when Bezdin is stepping in to create a new month, meaning they're declaring day 30 to be the Rosh Chodesh, then you need, then ain't Mekad Shunaisai, then Mekad Okay? So the only reason why you're doing it is to like give uh, give Kayach to, to the Bezdin. All right? Um, so again, Rashid is going to be day 31. You have to give Kedusha and say Makudish in order to help establish the Bezdin's decision, we'll call it. Okay. Rabbi Lazar, Rabbi Shimon Aimer, no. Either way, they are not Mekadish. He argues on this entire Zach. And he says, no, you only need to be in Mekadish years. Which ultimately we're going to try to prove is the halacha, um, um, which is that Bezdin only makes a, which is in our Mishnah, that Bezdin only makes a declaration when you have a 29 day month and day 30. Is going to be the next month, and Amar Abai Afinanamitanida seems to be implied like that in the Mishnah, which says Ra'u Bezdim Chol Yisrael. Let's say everybody saw the the moon renew itself. So Nachru Aedim, 
or we did Hakira on the Edim. Rabiel, this is where we might come to an answer to your question. Okay? The Mishnah says, if Bezdin and everybody saw it, or, which means, ready for this? There's no need for Edim. Everybody saw it. Oi, or, um, not oi, I'm sorry, or Nechru Ha'edim. Or, um, or if the Edim had a Chakira, they were cross-examined, but but we didn't have time to accept their total testimony until it was already dark, and therefore Bezdin did not say Mekudosh until uh, it was already day 31. So it's considered a full month. in. It's called a full month, but Mekudosh, we're not saying that you have to declare anything. So I'm going to say I think that we could be medayik from uh, from this Mishnah that it's not necessary. The halach we said in the Mishnah is not necessary only when there's testimony. This would apply even if it was cloudy for a week. The same opinion which says that you um, in the safe of the Mishnah that you don't need to declare by day 31 is going to happen whether or not there's aid. And that's what it seems from the Mishnah. But over says we are not necessarily... Maybe maybe we needed to be talking about a full month uh, that you need to say Makudash, you, know, um, you know why? Because I would have thought to say hi over since everybody saw it, a So it's already well known. And Bezdin um, should not add a day. and therefore the Tana lets us know that um, that uh, it's important to establish when Reshidesh is, even though it's going to be day thirty one. All right, fine. Ultimately, we didn't knock off uh, Rabbi Yehuda on our Shmuel statement, which is halacha karev You know, but all we're knocking off right now is Abayi's proof that Rabbi Yehuda on our Shmuel, that Shmuel, what Shmuel said, being halacha is like Rabbi Lazar He could keep his answer. But he just doesn't have a raya from the other Mishnah. Okay, period. End of that Mishnah and Gemara. And here we go. Listen to this. This is fascinating. Complete shift in conversation here. We're going to talk about statues. Statues, figurines. All right? How so? So listen to this. The Mustureis Levada Haila Rabbi Gamil. Rabbi Gamil kept all sorts of shapes of the moon on his desk. Okay? Now, sometimes we become very religious through our through our families. Yeah, my kids are a lot more religious than I am, right? Um, they, they come home from Torah prep teaching me that you're not allowed to draw a picture of the sun. That's what, that's what they were told. You're not allowed to draw a picture of the sun. Only, only partial. You're not allowed to draw a picture of the sun. Like, Ty, you can't do that. It's a very bizarre. Like, where, 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 where are you coming from? You know, tell me where are you coming from? You get all religious on me, right? No, but there's, what, is there something to what they're saying or not? Okay, so let's see this. Beautiful Gemara. It's right over here. It says the mission. Rabbi Gamliel kept shapes of the moon on his desk. Um, uh, he, he kept, basically, he kept a, a, a number of figurines of the moon in multiple places around his office. When people come testify, he'd be able to take it out and show them what exactly did you see? Because sometimes it's hard to explain exactly what you saw. He had all sorts of different figurines of the moon 
to help them explain themselves. Says Gemara, whoa, 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 one second. Mumi Shari, is it allowed to have all these figurines of the moon? Who says, you're not allowed to make an image of me, which means you can't even make images of things that serve the world up in Shamayim with me. Listen to this. Abai says, no, 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 no. You know what this Pesach means? This means you're not allowed to make figurines, exact replicas. You can't make exact replicas, but when you keep a little picture of a moon on your desk, is that how big the moon really is? No. You think it's that big because it's that far away, but that ain't the moon. All right? Kidatania. Like we went to the Bible, like Yas Adam Bayes Tabnes Hechel. It's forbidden for somebody to build their house an exact replica of the Beis Hamikdash. You can't do that. I don't think, no matter how cool you think you are, yeah, you can buy a whole farm and then try. I'm going to make an exact replica of the Beis Hamikdash. Saberu, you're not allowed to do that, right? Exact dimensions and the exact looks. Achsadra Tavas Ulam or Achsadra that that resembles the Ulam. You can't do all these things. You can't make exact shapes, sizes, and exact replicas. Aval but says Abayi, top of a base, You can make menorahs that are not the exact amount of lamps or shape of the menorah. And when it comes to a seven-branched menorah. You're not allowed to do it even if it's not made out of um, gold, even if you make it out of other types of metal. says, Now keep in mind, why are we quoting all this? Because we're trying to prove that the only time there's even a conversation about an issue of something is when it's the same size, right? You can't even make a wooden... Menorah, which is exact, which is shaped like the one of the base of the also Malchi base because the base Chashmanam made a wooden menorah after the story of Hanukkah. And they said to him, Misham Raya, there you got a proof. No, Shaputim Shal Barzalhayu, really, the menorah of the Chashmanam were metal, the Chipum Bachatz, and they just had a metal coating on it. And when they got wealthier, then they made it a silver, and ultimately, when they had enough money afterwards, they turned it into gold. What's Abaye saying? Our question was, I can Rabbi Yechanan keep figurines of the moon? Says Abaye, yes, take a chill. Totally fine. He's not making the shape and the size and whatever. He just, it's, it's a, you know, it's a, it's a mimic. But that's it. Yeah, so he says no problem. Okay, so let's keep going. Says the Gemara, is it allowed to make something that is mishamish up in Shemayim that is impossible? All of a sudden you're telling me you could? You could? For one second, it says, you can't make with me. And guess what? Are any of those even possible? No. So if, if, if it doesn't include the impossible, why would we write it? Okay, that's your kasha, right? Amr Abai, Abai says, You know what the Torah answers? The Torah answers um, um, 
there were a number of images in the Beis HaMikdash. And what, according to Abaye, what it means is, you're not allowed to make one individual entity that has the images on all four sides of these chayos, that are the uh, angel-like uh, figures that, uh, that are there, the, the chayos HaKadosh. Okay? So that's, that's, what's, uh, that's the only thing that's usher. But the moon, the sun, all those aren't included. Says Gemara El but now parts of Adam the Chudei Tishri, you should be allowed to uh, make uh, make an image of one person or even one Chaya, yeah, one of the one of the holy entities. Alamatnan, why did we say Kol Hapartzufos Mutarim Chutzmi parts of Adam that a, um, that um, a, a person should not make mamish a uh, figure of an entire person, okay, a complete a complete statue. From learning the approach of Abaye, I was able to figure out. I was Shmiali. It was heard to me. I was able to like, you know, um, a pull from it. That what does it mean by Sasun Iti? What does it mean? You should not make with me. It means by Sasun Icy. You should not make IC. You should not make an image of the Rabbani Shalom. Okay? You cannot make anything uh, that um, you make shaped like a human and you say, oh, this is a Telemelechim. This is in the image of God. You're not going to make an image of a human and kind of use that as, as, uh, the, as if this is representing the Rabbani Shalom. That's where it's going to happen. You take an image not of a regular person, but like Sassanese, don't take an image of a man and, and view that as if it's me. Says the Gemara, okay, now keep in mind, don't get too excited yet because we're got, we have a number of steps to go. There's a fascinating, fascinating halachas here. Ushar shamoshim mishari, but you can make other types of things that are mishamish. The Rebani Vatanya, but we learned in a Sasuniti, you cannot make with me you cannot make images of even my things that serve me, who serve me from Shemaim So you see from over here that it includes everything that's holy up in Shemayim. Not only the Rabbi Now we're back to our question. Ready for this? If it includes anything that serves Hashem in Shemayim, does not include the moon. And if it includes the moon, why is Rabbi keeping a moon on his desk? You know the Shamashim we're talking about? Not the Shamashim that we could see down here on planet Earth. There's a lot more that are much closer and higher up in the higher heavens um, that, uh, that we can't even, that, uh, you know, that uh, we, we can't even, uh, you know, fathom, so to speak. Now, obviously, I guess maybe so, so, uh, through some sort of magic place they can figure out you know, what's beyond the naked eye, or else you can ask, how could I make an image that is impossible to be seen? So obviously there was some element of possibility, and we're, but we're saying those upper shamashim were forbidden, but the moon, that, that's okay. Says the Gemara, one second, those that serve Hashem down here, what's noticeable from planet Earth, are allowed, but we learned, 
You should not make any images that are up in Shamayim, that are up in heaven. What does that mean? It includes the sun, the moon, stars, and constellations. So you see, it, you see that even the lower down, even the moon, is forbidden to make an image of. It says the Gemara, Kitanya he le of the. Oh, ready for this? The lower images are not forbidden to make the image. It is forbidden to make an image with the intent to serve them. The upper images are always forbidden. The lower images, the sun and the moon, are going to be usher, conditional. Conditional. I'm making the moon, why? I want to give it, I, I want to use it as my Avedazar. I want to view it as a power. I'm making the sun, why? Because I believe the sun has a power. I want to use it as my Avedazar. That's where it's going to be forbidden. Says the Gemara, come on. No. It can't be that you're making the sun and the moon with the intent to serve it. You can't make anything that you're going to worship as Nabi Dazar. Why would it say you can't make something that you're going to use? You can't make an image of the moon, the sun that are up in the heavens. You can't do it up in heaven. You're not allowed to do anything that you plan on worshiping. Even a little worm, you're not allowed to do. Right? You're right. That would be true. It's forbidden to even create a little worm that you plan on worshiping. And I know this because the Tanah learned in a Brisa. Anything that's down here on earth, mountains, rivers, oceans, um, peaks and valleys, even includes a small worm. Okay. So, says the Gemara so far, you're right. If, it, it would be true. It would be true that... If you making it with the intent of the moon and the sun, it wouldn't be limited to the moon and the sun. It would be able to apply it to anything. Basia Gradosan Bishari says the Gemara. But again, one second. You're even to just make an image without the intent to serve it, now you're telling me it's allowed? With the intent to if you're doing it with the intent to serve it, for certainly forbidden. But at this point we're saying if you don't intend to serve it, it's fine. And the Gemara is questioning that. Basia Gradosan Bishari, is that taka true? But Tani learned to the Braisa. Lai sasun iti, you cannot make it with me. Which means lai sasun kedemus shamoshem v'shamshun lefanai, kegain chamu levani gachav mazolish. Even things that are worshiping me, Hashem says. Even when you're not doing it with an intent to make it to serve, even if these things are going to be worshiping me, it's still forbidden. Says the Gemara, you're right. However, listen to this. There's exceptions to the rule. What's the exception? When can you make an image of the sun and the moon? Even when it's not, you're not intending to worship it. Shiny Rebbe Gamliel, the Achirim Asuloi. Uh, he didn't make it. A guy gave it to him as a present. All it says is last place You can't make it. So what He didn't make it. He found it in. Uh, he found it in goodwill. Yeah. He went shopping. He found some. He, he knew he needed some help to, to help the Hadgaitis, to help the witnesses. He needed to help them along. And he thought, and he said, "Oh, it says in Tzayilas I can't make it. You know, let me go to let me go to a secondhand store. Let me see if uh, the pawn shop. Maybe they got a nice uh, uh, images of the moon, and and that'll be helpful to me. As long as I don't make it, um, as long as I don't make it, it should be okay." Says the One second. But Reb Yehuda, but even Achirim of Reb Yehuda, other people made it for Reb Yehuda. But Reb Yehuda, the Achirim Asulai, the Amaleishmol Reb Yehuda. And still, what did Shmuel say to Rabbi Yehuda? Listen to this. Shinana, sharp one. Same ene dadin. 
What's he telling him? He's telling him, listen here. Listen here, he says to him. Beauty. He says, you have anything in your domain that has resemblance of an image, get it out of here. So you see that you're not even allowed to have it under your ownership. It's not just a matter of making it. Even if you have it, blind its eyes, meaning remove any sort of uh, characteristics from, uh, from in front of it. Rabbi Yehuda had a signet ring, which this is what we're talking about. Rabbi ring was different because, ready for this? The image was boiling, was protruding, was sticking out. And we were nervous of khshad. Okay? What was the khshad? What was the, uh, what was the concern? The concern was that Rabbi Yehud is a chashvayit, and it was very noticeable, this image that was popping off of his ring. And we didn't want the people to chashvashalim think that he carried around a little uh, mini Avedazara on, on his finger. Kedetanya. It was, um, yeah. So I believe it was the face of a person. It was a person's face that was on the ring. Kedetanya, we learned in a brisa. Tabaas, when you have a ring, if the the signet, meaning the picture that's on it, is bailet, is sticking out, is protruding. Asr lahanicha. You're not allowed to keep it, you're not allowed to wear it, you're not allowed to keep it on your finger. Umutra lachsenba. But you're allowed to keep it in, under your ownership to use it as a specific seal. Okay? Um, yeah. But what happens if the picture is shaykeah, is carved out? Mutter lahanicha. Then you are permitted to be maniach to wear the ring, okay? Um, but you're not allowed to use it as a seal. Now keep it here. This is so fascinating. Listen to this. Ready? This is a very common sense type of situation. The way that they would make seals, how would they show? All they did was have a ring, right? So how would they do it? They stuck it into ink and like and like pushed it down. Good. They used wax. Excellent. So think about it. If my ring is carved, then when I push it down on wax, what's what's protruding? The wax. So then it's going to be permitted to wear because it's indented and people don't worship indented rings, but it's going to be forbidden to sign as your signet because you're creating a protruding image. And vice versa would be true. Let's say my ring is protruding then it would be forbidden to wear because that's how people do worship it, but permitted to sign it because of what's it going to do? It's going to create an indentation which is going to be fine. Says the Gemara, one second. How can we accuse Rabbi Yehuda? Are we concerned of a person worshiping by the Zara, by the signaling, by he There was a show of Shafi Yosef in the city of Narda. Okay. Uh, apparently it was a particular neighborhood or type of or name of a shul. They had an Andarta. They had a, a uh, they had a statue of of uh, whoever the king was at that time. Okay, so 
People went, there was a full-fledged statue of a human being in the shul. And the greatest gedalim daven here. So you see, we're not concerned about people suspecting just because there's a statue around that we're going to come to worship it. The Gemara says, Rabbim Shiny. The Gemara says like this. If somebody, the way you know how it works by Yidin, very powerful idea. If we're going to worship Avedazara, nowadays it's so hard to recognize because we don't have the desire. But take the Taivas Mushroom. Right? Take Taivas Mushroom, for example. People have a drive, a lust, a desire for women, for money, for covet, right? That's mamish what Avedazara was. The same way people run after these things and they, they blind themselves. That's a mamish. People like, they would have like, like tithes. Like, it's the middle of the day, you just had a tithe to serve Avedazara. Nowadays, like, what in the world? Like, what? Chi- why would you want to bow down to an Avedazara that has a Made in China sticker? Like, what is, like, no, it makes no sense. But every Yetzirah makes no sense. It makes no sense. Right? So many things are like that. Where's the Svara? Where's the Chachma? Like, what? It's because like, Baruch Hu put a drive there. The Aveda Zara was a drive. People drew. Yeah. You, you could. You could create it. You could create it. You need to have it. But it's only, it's only in nature because Hashem created the Taiva. The Gemara says that Kodesh Baruch Hu removed the Taiva's Nashim and everybody stopped getting married. What do we need to run after that for? Okay. Seder. Seder. So you're saying, you're saying uh, along with the gain came a shtickle loss. Okay. That's where we find everything. Kodesh Baruch Hu balances out the, you know, the Kodesh balances out the, the, the whole world, right? So, um, the, uh, the Gemara says like this, Rabbim Shiny, you, if to have one Yid who runs after his taiva, the Seder, the, there'll be suspicion there. When he's got a ring on, but when you have Klal Yisrael, we don't sin out as a, as a group. We don't do that. It's not, it's not the way a Yid does. When we do an Avera, you know what we do? We go behind closed doors and we do our Avera. We're not picking up flags. We're not proud of it. Look at me. I'm a Baal Lashon Hara. Yeah. Right? People wave flags. They make flags. They wave flags about their Avera. That's what is that? Right? But says the Gemara, Yechidim to say it. Yeah, we could we could fargin. We could understand that a yid will do an Avera. But the Rabbim, you could have a statue in the shul. No one's going to suspect Klal Yisrael as a whole going to worship of a desert. Says the Gemara, but Rabbi Gamliel Yachidu, Rabbi Gamliel says was a, was a Yachid. Why is he allowed to keep the moon on his desk? He learned the since he was a public figure. Everybody was around him, and therefore everybody knew if he's keeping it on his desk and this is out in public, there was a rhyme and reason why he had it, and he wasn't using it to worship. Or you could say the prakam have that it actually wasn't a whole moon; it was split up, it was broken up, and he would just put it together, different pieces to show them the various images. Another potential answer uh, is avad that he did it in order for uh, the purpose of teaching Torah. Okay, and when he did it to, since he's doing it for himself, for the for a constructive purpose, uksiv made lasis. You should not, um, you should not learn to to learn. To, you should not learn to how to make that. You shouldn't learn how to do it in order to to uh, worship it. But you're permitted to learn how to make these images in order to grasp and understand on your own and to be able 
to teach others. We'll hold it here for today. Let's take over the mission tomorrow. Just end with a shtickle, milsa dibidichusa, little humorous things. There's a Jewish kid who goes to a Catholic school and, um, and uh, he really wants a bike for Hanukkah. He really wants a bike for Hanukkah.